Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. It is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.com or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. Our phone number is 404-906-9009. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here's Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello again, everybody. This is Pastor Visser from Covenant People's Ministry, located in Brooks, Georgia. Dear kinsfolk, this morning I would like to talk to you on the topic of fence breakers. And this particular sermon is titled, A Serpent Shall Bite Him. No doubt you've heard this term before, because it's discussed by wise King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter and the 8th verse. And so this morning, we'll be covering the topic of why it is that Yahweh God created a serpent. Why it was that Yahweh God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden, that is paradise. But before getting to this morning's study, I would like to make an announcement. Dear kinsfolk, indeed it is true. Covenant People's Radio has relaunched their Wednesday night Bible studies. And I'm pleased to announce that Pastor Bill will be joining me. Many of you may know Pastor Bill because he frequently posts within the Covenant People's Forums. If you would like to become a guest at Covenant People's Forums, dear kinsfolk, I do so suggest that you swing by and register for an account. By doing so, you can keep updated with events that are coming from this ministry. You can also have access to information such as the calendar, picture blogs, and so forth. By the calendar, you're able to see other shows that are going on within Christian Identity. And so we're looking at this new launching of Covenant People's Radio with great hope. That is, we hope that in time it will become a great show, covering all manner of dual seed line Christian identity topics with many callers. And we, of course, would invite you to call in if you have any specific questions or if you want to attack Pastor Visser, as so many of you out there like to do. But this morning, dear kinsfolk, I will be discussing fence breakers. And what exactly is a fence breaker? Well, as I already mentioned this morning, in the book of Ecclesiastes, which is written by the unknown preacher, quote-unquote, which many theologians deduct to be King Solomon, and I, of course, mirror that sentiment. So, wise King Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, beginning in verse 8, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. And there is the title for this morning's study. A serpent shall bite him. What does wise King Solomon mean by a serpent shall bite him? In the simplest terms, what wise King Solomon is saying is that for every sin, there is a consequence. And as I covered in my last sermon, through a glass darkly, you might remember that I brought forth this teaching. You cannot sin and get by in the eyes of Yahweh God. Yahweh God knows all things. Why? Because Yahweh God created all things. And that's what we'll be discussing this morning. It is Yahweh God who creates evil. It is Yahweh God who sends evil. It is Yahweh God who holds particular people in delusion. And it is Yahweh God who will bind 
people. Moreover, I might add, it is Yahweh God who oftentimes, in the Old Testament, sends the false prophet in among those people he does not want to see his truth, that he does not want to understand his word as it's plainly written. And so, that is why wise King Solomon says this. And we must also understand that in the times of wise King Solomon, fences are entirely different than what we think they are today. When an Adamite thinks of a fence in today's day and age, they think of great steel barriers that separate man from the wilderness, perhaps, those that are erected by big brother Esau. Or they think of a fence as an invisible line, perhaps, that separates nations, that wars are fought over for land. But in reality, in the times of King Solomon, a fence was planted with hedges, with shrubs. And the more time that was spent tending to that hedge, the thicker the hedge would be. And so a man would establish the bounds of his habitations by planting a garden. And indeed, I don't know about you, dear kinsfolk, but I oftentimes feel closest to Yahweh God with my hands in the soil. The very soil that Yahweh God created Adam man from. The very soil that many times we are bound to, that we draw our energy from. But the fact is, is that Yahweh God created man for a purpose. It is Yahweh God who wants you to decide, who will you serve? Will it be life or will it be death? Do you want to know evil or do you want to put yourself in the arms of Yahweh God, under his protective wing, and have him make decisions for you oftentimes? Have his morality that is transcribed within the word be the dictates for how you live your life. So man would put all of his effort into these hedges. They would build these hedges, and as a result of building strong hedges around their property lines, this would attract wildlife. All manner of birds and butterflies and perhaps even possums would come to these fences because they could get shade underneath them. They could eat the berries off of them. They could seek refuge in them. But, dear kinsfolk, like all things that are good, like all things that Yahweh God blesses, these fences also attract the serpents. And so the serpents would come, and they would sit in these fences, these barriers that divided Israelites, their pastures, and their lands. And if a thief would come by in the night, most oftentimes, he would rarely get by on breaking through that particular hedge to steal or to allow his animals to graze without being bitten by a serpent. And that is what Yahweh God is saying here through wise King Solomon. He's saying that if you break through a hedge, a serpent will bite you. So, for violation of all laws, whether they be man's or God's, there is a consequence. Many times we think we get by on man's laws. Many times we think, hey, I ran that red light, I got away with that. But even that, running through that red light, will have a consequence. A serpent will bite you. Understand the analogy all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. The serpent that was placed in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That tree, quote unquote, representing a family tree. That tree could have been considered a hedge, a forbidden hedge. A hedge that Yahweh God had placed within the Garden of Eden, being paradise. The world that then was, the world that will be restored at the second advent. He placed within that world all manner of trees, all manner of goodness, but the free will for man to be able to decide his destiny. And so for those of you out there who doubt this concept, because it is so ingrained within us from Judeo-Christianity. 
Judeo-Christianity comes along and they say, all you need is love. God is love. And indeed, God is love. Love is a part of Yahweh God. And that's what we covered in our last sermon, the topic of agape love. But just because Yahweh God is love does not mean that He is only love. We must understand the book of Revelation and many other places throughout Scripture says that Yahweh God is omnipotent, meaning that He's all things and can be all things to all people. And that is why so many times, especially found in the words of the prophet Jeremiah, Yahweh God says, I will send evil upon this city. I will send a false prophet. And we'll cover some of those this morning. But for those of you who doubt this concept, turn this morning to the book of Job. In the 26th chapter, beginning in verse 13, it reads as such. And this is explaining one of the mighty 15 works of God. One of the many miracles of Yahweh God. Verse 13 reads as such. By His Spirit, whose Spirit? That is Yahweh God. That is the Lord. That is El. By His Spirit, He hath garnished the heavens. His hand hath formed the crooked serpent. It is Yahweh God's hand that formed that serpent. Moreover, that very serpent that was placed in that tree in the very beginning. Why? Because it is part of Yahweh God's divine plan. It is part of separating the goats from the sheep, the tares from the wheat. It is so Yahweh God will know who will you follow. Will you follow the world? Will you follow the spirit of the world or the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of air? Or will you follow the Holy Spirit? That same spirit that verse 13 says here in the 26th chapter of Job, garnish the heavens. Who is that, dear kinsfolk? Who is that in the book of Genesis? Who created the heavens and the earth? Who in the beginning? created the heavens and the earth? Well, I think we know that because the very first chapter of the entire Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So it was God who created the crooked, twisted, and or skewed serpent. And there is a purpose for that, a reason for that. A reason so that when the wicked man comes along and attempts to break through the hedge of the righteous man, or that proverbial hedge that is erected through Yahweh's law and or even man's law, there's a consequence. He will be bitten. And moreover, you must understand the concept of a serpent. What do serpents or adders or snakes do? Most oftentimes, what a serpent does is they will bite and they will inject a poison. And poison, dear friends, takes time. A poison, perhaps even considering or attributing this to leaven, we must understand, poison can consume you. In time, poison can kill you. So in a proverbial sense, false dogmas, false doctrines, if we accept them as truth without substantiating them in the word of God, that also can be becoming snake bit. And many of these doctrines exist placed there by the serpent. The serpent who will come along and say, Yea, hath God said, casting the shadow of doubt. Indeed, that's what a serpent would say, is it not? When the word plainly says, Yahweh's hand hath formed the crooked serpent. How hard is that to understand? And so many out there will say, well, Pastor Visser, you're taking this too literally. Actually, that's just saying that Yahweh created snakes, the plain snakes that slither on their belly. And be that as that may, I'll agree with you. Perhaps that's exactly what this is saying. But there's little getting around the words of wise King Solomon once again in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 4, which reads, Yahweh hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked, for the day of evil. 
So, dear kinsfolk, do you believe those words? Or are you a New Testament Christian who says, you know what? That God of the Old Testament was an evil God. It was Satan. It was the devil. It was a, you know, all he, all things that he did were superseded by Jesus Christ. And indeed, well, Jesus Christ was Yahweh in the flesh and God manifest as flesh as the New Testament confirms. And so once again, we see the concept of agape love. A part of agape love is not seeking to cage or control. And so we understand that therein lies the concept of quote-unquote free will. Indeed, many people will come along within Judeo-Christianity especially and put forth the hypothesis saying that God doesn't really know what we do. Or perhaps God spends very little time dealing with his people Israel, but we find from Scripture that that's simply not the case. That Yahweh God knows every single hair that is upon your head. That Yahweh God knows every grain of sand down here on his earth. It only stands to reason. And so the fool will come along and say, God doesn't know what he's doing. No, God knows exactly what he's doing. And God created that serpent so that there would be a consequence for sin. Beloved, we know that from the New Testament epistles, John, the most loving disciple of all, explains that all sin is a transgression of the law. What law? The same law that Jesus Christ taught. The same law. That Yahweh God says that we must pass down from generation to generation to generation. We must teach our children and raise them up in the right way. So that when they're older, they will not depart from it. So that when they're older, they will not attempt to break that hedge, proverbially, and bring upon themselves the consequence of sin. This is exactly what happened in the very beginning with the transgression of Adam and Eve. Both were held accountable for that transgression. Indeed, many people, especially within Christian identity, will come along and attempt to cast blame. They will say, well, Eve did this, and Adam did this, and be that as it may. The fact is, is they were both guilty, and they both suffered the consequence. Yahweh God says, do not touch from it or you will die. And they did die on numerous levels. But most importantly, they sacrificed their ability to walk with God. Like Enoch did. Like Adam and Eve did initially in the cool of the day. They were able to walk with Yahweh God. But when they transgressed, when they hearkened into their own heart, or to the words of the serpent, and the original sin took root, Yahweh God would not walk with them anymore. Yahweh God covered them indeed, as Jesus Christ would, cover a sin. But he would not walk with them anymore. And therein lies the concept of what was covered several weeks ago on December 5th in the Testament of Dan, on the Voice of Christian Israel show with Eli James and Greg Howard, where they explain straightforwardly that if we don't do it in love or agape love, and we give too much place to wrath or anger, it can become a gateway. A gateway to wit Yahweh God will leave us. That spirit, that same spirit that formed the heavens and hung the earth, that same Holy Spirit that Yahweh God in flesh, as Jesus Christ claimed to be, will depart from us. And if that spirit departs from us, brothers and sisters, guess what? It is replaced with a spirit of error. And then we cannot know truth. We are blinded. And this is the reason why we must always pray to Yahweh God for His will, for His protection, for His anointing. We must always put on that gospel armor as I explained. Because if we do not do that, these fiery darts of the wicked, that same wicked that were created for the day of evil by Yahweh God, can get us in the back. That gospel panoply does not have a back plate. We must cover each other's back. Or, we must have Jesus Christ's blood covering us. 
And so, dear kinsfolk, for all sin there is a consequence. And on a superficial level, for common sense sake, for Jesus Christ who says you must be as wise as serpents but harmless as doves. Understand that. Jesus Christ says you must be as wise as a serpent. You must sometimes know the MO, the tactics of your enemy. But you must not know the sins of your enemy. Only Yahweh God can know true evil and not be corrupted by it. Man cannot. And that is the reason why we must guard ourselves. That is the reason why we must not break through those hedges. And so what I was saying is on a superficial level, you can come along and you can even break man's laws. Man's laws that are oftentimes diametrically opposed from Yahweh God's eternal law, His perfect law, His perfect will. But there will always be a consequence. And perhaps the most obvious is jail time, probation fee, all things that can come with breaking man's laws. And so once again, we see that it is up to us. This concept of free will is up to you and I so that we can prioritize our life. Do we want to serve death or do we want to serve life? That is what Joshua asked. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive monthly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.com, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts. You can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our phone number is 404-906-9009. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It's been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Joshua, before the land of Canaan, as the Israelites were fixing to go over and claim their inheritance of Yahweh God, he says, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Indeed, you must serve Yahweh. Why? Because many times it is Yahweh God that will bring evil upon us. He will bring evil upon you if you do not do it his way. And for sake of time this morning, I would invite you to write down these particular verses. They're all from the book of Jeremiah. Every single one of them. And I'm giving you four. But in Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 10. Chapter 25, verse 29. Chapter 38, verse 9. And chapter 39, verse 16. All of those verses found by the great prophet Jeremiah say that it is Yahweh God, the Lord, quote-unquote, who will bring evil to cities or to people that forsake His law. His law is no joke, dear kinsfolk. And many people will come along and they'll say, well, the law is done away with. The law was superseded by Jesus Christ or Jesus Christ fulfilled the law. And indeed, Jesus Christ did fulfill those parts of the law pertaining to Him, but He did not fulfill all the law. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God abides forever. And it is not till that second advent, till the perfect judgment of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah, that man will see clearly that all sins will be made manifest. And so it is Jeremiah who says many times, Yahweh God will send evil upon you. And in the eyes of them, the sinner, the naysayer, the blinded, in their eyes it was evil. 
but it was not true evil, as man thinks evil is. It was agape love. If you choose death, and God tells you the wages of sin is death, and sin is a transgression of the law, if you choose to willingly transgress the law of God, you will spiritually die. And many times, if you choose to transgress the law of man down here in this kingdom, once again, Satan's kingdom that is opposed to Yahweh's, you can lose your freedom. You can lose your family. You can lose many precious things. So we must be wise as serpents. We must understand that Jeremiah says, I will bring evil to you. Why? Well, (laughs) righteousness is evil to the wicked. And so that's the story of my life, friends. Many times people will come along and they can never seemingly disprove me doctrinally because what I preach is from the Bible. But what they will then do is focus upon you and your acts. And we ought not give our enemy anything to use against us. Jesus Christ did not. Indeed, Jesus Christ was a rebel. Indeed, Jesus Christ, when the time was right, would pick up and fashion a cat of nine's tails or a whip and he would beat the money changers out of the temple. But why? It was done in love. It was done because those money changers were perverting the way of Yahweh God. Yahweh God who says, bring forth a sacrifice worthy of repentance. Not to go to the temple and buy one from a Jew and go in and give that. And so, of course, there'll be many of you out there who are still denying this concept, even though it's plainly written within our scripture. They'll come along and they'll say, well, that doesn't really mean Yahweh's hand hath formed the crooked serpent. That doesn't really mean Yahweh has created the wicked for the day of destruction. So, if you're one of those particular people, turn with me to the book of Amos. That is the minor prophet Amos, chapter 3, beginning at the very beginning. Hear this word that Yahweh has spoken against you, O children of Israel. Understand right from the get-go. This is a prophecy against the children of Israel. That's you and I, dear kinsfolk. And so it's easy for us to be lifted up and say, Well, I'm one of God's chosen people. Indeed, you are. But don't get lifted up. Because even though the law and all of these promises apply to us, so also do the curses. So also do the consequences of sin. So here Amos is saying, Hear this word that Yahweh has spoken, and these are the words of God, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt. Saying, stopping right there. Many people within Judeo-Christianity will be saying, What is this term, family? There were masses of people that crossed the Red Sea during Moses' time, during that exodus from Egypt. But yet Amos is saying they're one family. They're one lineage. They were all brothers and sisters. They were chosen. And he'll confirm this if we continue on. What does Yahweh say? Verse 2. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Know it, get it, and understand it. You only who? The Israelites. And Jesus Christ said the same exact thing. He said, I am come only for the lost sheep, meaning people, of the house, meaning race, of Israel. So think about that for a moment. And it was Yahweh God who only knew this one particular family. What family? The family of Jacob. The descendants of Abraham. The descendants of Adam. The same descendants through whom Jesus Christ would come through. That royal bloodline. That chosen priesthood. Only them were known of Yahweh. And what does Yahweh say? Even though only them had been known by Yahweh. Only them chosen from out of the world as a peculiar and chosen people. 
Yahweh continues, Therefore I will punish you for all your iniquities. All of them. Every single one of them. If you break through a hedge, a serpent will bite you. Do not be a fence breaker. If you break the law of God, guess what? He will punish you. Even though he loves you, why? Whom Yahweh God loves, he chastises. So moreover, we must understand that we can be chosen. We can be lifted up. But part of being chosen and being sanctified and set aside, being of the Zadok, knowing all of these dark sayings, quote-unquote, part of that is accountability. And you will be punished for your iniquities. Why? Verse 3. Yahweh asks, Can two walk together except they be agreed? No, they cannot. And Jesus Christ confirms this moreover when he says, You cannot serve God and mammon. Do you believe the words of Jesus Christ in your own New Testament? Well, if you do, you must understand. God or mammon, not both, not part, not some, not 80% of one and 20 of the other. But you must serve one or the other. So that little leaven leaveneth the whole lump, does it not? That little bit of poison will eventually sicken and kill you. So be careful and guard yourself. Yahweh God continues in Amos chapter 3, verse 4. And he continues asking, Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he hath taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Question. Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have nothing taken at all? Consequence. Truth and consequence. Sin and the consequence of sin. For every reaction there is an equal and opposite reaction. We must understand this. We must get this down, brothers and sisters. Understand that if you do mean things to people, people will oftentimes do mean things in return. For every sin, there is a consequence. Continuing on, verse 6. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Question. And shall there be evil in a city, and Yahweh God, or the Lord, hath not done it? Understand it. There is no evil done within any city. There is no righteous work done within any city that Yahweh God hath not brought to pass, that Yahweh God does not know of. And so, the fool sits out there and they say, well, we don't know what to do. Let's have a national day of prayer. Perhaps every day should be a day of prayer. Perhaps we should be down in the dust and praying for repentance on a national level. Is that not the promise of God? Is it not Yahweh God who says, if my people who are called by my name, my people, the same people here, a family, the Israelites, and will turn from their wicked ways. That is another way of saying iniquity, confirming what Amos says. If they'll turn from that wicked way, Yahweh God will hear. Of course they'll hear. Because they won't be outside of His grace. And He will heal their land. He will restore that broken hedge that the fence breakers, the serpent people, quote-unquote, come along and destroy cannot destroy the law. The law is fixed. But Yahweh continues even more so in verse 7 of chapter 3. Surely the Lord El! And here we see not only Yahweh God, but El himself. So there is no confusion who brings wicked and evil in a city. Surely the Lord El will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So you must not needs be a prophet to understand prophecy, dear kinsfolk. But he does reveal his secrets, those quote-unquote dark sayings, to his prophets. 
And so we have prophets within our scripture, do we not, brothers and sisters? We have Jeremiah, the same Jeremiah who said many times, Yahweh God will bring evil. Do you believe it? Or do you believe what man says? Man will come along and attempt to convince you that God is just love when God is all these things. So we must understand that true love comes from God. Agape love. The love that he gave us, the pattern he set down in Jesus Christ. That is what every man, woman, and child must model our own behavior after. That perfect example. That was in Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh, who came to show us so that we would be without excuse. And so you are without excuse, dear kinsfolk. You are accountable now after hearing this particular sermon. You must understand, just as I am. And these prophets, quote-unquote, are the preachers of his word, who push it forth through every generation, are held to an even higher level of judgment. For many people, it's better for them to have never known the truth than know the truth and turn from it. Is that not the story of Satan in a nutshell? Did not Satan know the law? Was he not fixated above the law in Solomon's temple? Indeed he was. Satan knows the law more so than you and I do, dear kinsfolk. And Satan can come along and convince you that you can sin and get by with it. What do you think the temptations, quote-unquote, of Jesus Christ were in the wilderness? Number one, we must understand that Satan attempted to tempt Jesus Christ as the, quote-unquote, tempter, directly after Jesus Christ was baptized. As a perfect example, we must be baptized as well. So beware of those who say baptism's nothing. It's essential. And the very word baptism means to make fully whelmed or fully wet. But that's a side note. The devil came along and offered Jesus Christ all of the mysteries of the world, all the kingdoms of the world, if Jesus Christ would only do him homage. But the irony between this exchange between Jesus Christ and Satan is this. The earth is the footstool of Yahweh God. The earth and the fullness thereof belong to Yahweh God. So Jesus Christ, being God in the flesh, owned it all as it was. Understand that concept. Jesus Christ owned the world. And you've heard it preached from this pulpit before. Many times I've proven. In fact, 20% of my ministry back in 2005 and 6 was dedicated to proving the fact that Jesus Christ is God. I've released a book on it. It's called Alpha and Omega God, and you can order that from our website. But... Jesus Christ owned the entire world. It did not stop the devil, the liar, the serpent from coming along and saying and acting as if it was his. An illusion, an image. We must understand that. That sin is an image. And if we break that glass, quote unquote, there will be a consequence. You will be cut. If you break a hedge, a serpent will bite you. So do not make that mistake, dear kinsfolk, on all levels, but most especially on the level of Yahweh God's law. Do not think you can violate any of the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments encompass all of Yahweh's law and all of his prophets. Do not think that you can sin and get by, and moreover, do not make the mistake of lifting yourself up and saying you're sinless. Be honest with Yahweh God. Be straightforward with Yahweh God. These people, these cities, these nations that Yahweh God brought quote-unquote evil upon and the scourge of the false prophets upon weren't honest. They weren't faithful. Many of them were Israelites. Many of them were lifted up in the manner of Egypt. Many of them did not understand that only Yahweh God is truth. But perhaps the most important part of serving Yahweh God 
is truly knowing who Yahweh God is. The way that we can know who our Lord is, is in his perfect word, in this letter that he sent us, in this book that has been here much longer than you and I. And so we live in a latter apostasy. We live in an age where the fool comes along and they say, there is no God. Or they say, if there is a God, well, where is the promise of his coming? They're scoffers. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God overall therein. They deny the power of Yahweh God. So they may even be Judeo-Christians. They may come along and they tell you, you know what, I know Jesus Christ too. And perhaps they do. Perhaps it's an entirely different Jesus. But that's a story for another day. But they say that Yahweh God does not know all things. They say that Yahweh God has no part in evil and he does not have part in evil. He creates that evil apart from himself. Yahweh God is truly love. If you want to know love, you must go to God. You must mirror his perfect example. And a part of perfect love, agape love, is hating evil. What is a serpent if not a proverbial, evil, wicked thing? It's a reptile. And many times in scripture we see analogies. The Judeo-Christian could come along and they can say, well, Jesus Christ said he's come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Well, those are people. Indeed, they can understand that concept. But they can't understand that many times so are serpents. Many of them can come along and say, yes, absolutely, I believe in angels. But not believe in demons. Such is the case of many in Judeo-Christianity, is it not? They come along and they believe in God. But they don't believe in the devil. Or, they'll be on the exact end of the spectrum. And they'll believe so much in the devil that they give the devil more power than Yahweh God. They attribute to the devil God-like powers. They say, the devil made me do it. They say, the devil put that stumbling block before me. They blame the devil for all of their own iniquities. Because it's much easier than accepting the fact that Yahweh God created the serpent. Yahweh God created Satan. And so, do not make the mistake of being lifted up. Do not think that you can sin and get by. Do not be a fence breaker. And so with that being established, this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia. Be sure to tune in Wednesday night to our upcoming Wednesday night Bible studies, where once again, I and Pastor Bill will be answering your questions and discussing many things. Until then, great studies. War for Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies, Enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. Our phone number is 404-906-9009. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.